Welcome to Kingdom.Think, where we are reading the Bible in one year, and we are at the last chapter of Hebrews. So Hebrews has, you know, it's funny because people don't really know who the author is. Some say it's Barnabas, some say it's um, um, Paul the Apostle, but we've we've read a lot of Paul's writings, and this doesn't totally sound like him to me. So I don't know. I don't know who the author is, but... Um, but it's pretty powerful. And so we're at the very last chapter. And I'm actually going to read a lot today because there are things in here that cannot be summarized. And since it is the last chapter with a grand finale, we shall read it. Chapter 13. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison and those who are mistreated as if you were yourselves were suffering. Marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed <clears throat> kept pure for God will judge the adulterers and all the sexual immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you, for we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Wow. Okay. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their ways, their way of life, and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried away by the kinds of strange teachings Oh, do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. <laughs> that is more relevant today than probably... No, it was pretty relevant back then too. Okay, you know what? Times, they don't change. They're the same. The same evil that was back then, the same idolatry that was back then, it's, it's pretty much the same. So do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is not benefit to those who do so. We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. Okay. It's one of those passages. One of those verses I'm like, what? But we'll move on. The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burned outside the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp, hearing the disgrace he bore. For here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips, and openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority, because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy and not a burden, for that would be not of benefit to you. Pray for us. Hold on a sec. <laughs> now, let's see, pray for us. We are sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honorably in every way. I particularly urge you to pray so that I may be restored to your to you soon. Chap 
verse 20. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that, that great shepherd of the sheep, equipped you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And then he says, brothers and sisters, I urge you to bear with my word of exhortation, for in fact, I've written you quite briefly. Didn't feel briefly to me. It was very long. I want you to, oh, maybe he meant quickly. Anyways, I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released. If he arrives soon, I will come with him to see you. Greet all your leaders and all the Lord's people. Those from Italy send you their greetings. So maybe it was Paul. You know, he was in Italy. And moving on to Nehemiah 8 and 9. Okay, <laughs> Nehemiah 8. Super cool because they've already built the wall. They're trying to gather the people. And Ezra, so Nehemiah was the governor. Ezra was the high priest. So he comes into the town. He goes up like onto, they must have built a, like a stage or a mound. And he's up on top reading the book of Moses to the people and the people are just so they're just so intrigued and listening they've they've probably never heard it directly read to them well yeah because they were in exile all that time um and they're just in awe and they're praising God and and then the priests the Levites were explaining to them how it applies to life um so they read the book of the law of God making it clear and giving the meaning so that the people understood what was been read. So good, right? And then they declared this day holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep, for all people have wept, been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. Then, moving down, do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Sometimes you just have to pull out those gold nugget verses. So then we move on to chapter 9. I don't know who you... Okay, I'm going to read some of it. I wish I could just read the whole thing. It's kind of long, but it's literally summarizing everything up to this point from God's perspective and all that God did. You've got to read it. It's amazing. And it goes... I'll, I'll read some of it. Um, Bless it. Blessed be your glorious name, and may it be exalted above all blessings and praise. You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens, and all the starry hosts, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to everything, and the multitudes of heaven worship you. You are the Lord God, who chose Abraham and brought him out of Ur of the Chaldeans and named him Abraham. You found his heart faithful to you and you made a covenant with him to give to his descendants the land of Canaanites, Hittites, Ammonites, Perizzites, Jebusites, and Girgashites. You have kept your promise because you are righteous. You saw the suffering of your, our ancestors in Egypt. You heard their cry of the Red Sea. You sent signs and wonders against Pharaoh, against all his officials and all the people of his land, for you knew how arrogant the Egyptians treated them. You made a name for yourself, which remains to this day. You divided the sea before them, so they passed through it on the dry ground. But you 
hurled their pursuers into the depths, like a stone into the mighty waters. By day you led them with a pillar of cloud, and by night with a pillar of fire, to give them light on the way they were to take. You came down on Mount Sinai, you spoke to them from heaven, you gave them regulations and laws that were just and right, and decrees and commandments that were good. You made them you made known to them your holy Sabbath and gave them commands, decrees, and laws through your servant Moses. In their hunger you gave them bread and heaven from heaven, and in their thirst you brought them water from the rock. You told them to go in and take possession of the land you had sworn with uplifted hands to give them. But they, our ancestors, became arrogant and stiff-necked, and they did not obey your commands. They refused to listen and failed to remember the miracles you performed among them. They became stiff-necked and in the rebellion appointed a leader in order to return to their slavery. But you are a forgiving God, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. Therefore you did not desert them. Even when they cast their themselves an image of a calf and said, this is your God you brought, who brought you out of Egypt or when they committed awful blasphemies. Because of your great compassion, you did not abandon them in the wilderness. By day, the pillar of cloud did not fail to guide them on their path, nor the pillar of fire by night to shine on the way they were to take. You gave your good spirit to instruct them you did not withhold your manna from their mouths, and you gave them water for their thirst. For forty years you sustained them in the wilderness. They lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out. Okay, that was a question in my mind too. Nor did their feet become swollen. You gave them kingdoms and nations, allotting them, allotting to them even the remnants, oh, the remotest frontiers. They took over the country of Shahon, king of Hezbon and the country of Og. You made their children as numerous as the stars in the sky. You brought them into the land and you told their parents to enter and the possess. Their children went in and took possession of the land. You subdued before the Canaanites who lived in the land. You gave the Canaanites into their hands along with their kings and their people of the land to deal with them as they pleased. They captured fortified cities and fertile land. They took possession of houses filled with all kinds of goods and things. Wells already dug, vineyards, olive groves, and fruit trees in abundance. They ate to the full and were well nourished. They reveled in their great goodness, but they were disobedient and rebelled against you. They turned their backs on your law. They killed their, your prophets who were warned, who warned them in order to turn them back to you. They committed awful blasphemies. So you delivered them into the hands of their enemies who oppressed them. But when they were oppressed, they cried out to you. From heaven you heard them, and in your great compassion you gave them deliverance. Who rescued them from the, land, the hand of their enemies? But as soon as they were at rest, they again did what was evil in your sight. Then you abandoned them to the hand of their enemies, so they ruled over them. And when they cried out to you again, you heard from heaven, and in your compassion you delivered them time after time after time. You warned them in order to turn back to your law, but they became arrogant and disobedient, disobeying your command. Oh, I just have to finish. I just have to finish. We're so close to being done with this chapter. They sinned against your ordinance, of which you said, the person who obeys them 
will live by them. Stubbornly, they turned their backs on you, became stiff-necked and refused to listen. For many years, you were patient with them. By your spirit, if you warned them through your prophets, yet they paid no attention, so you gave them into the hands of their neighboring peoples. But in your great mercy, you did not put an end to them or abandon them, for you are a gracious and merciful God. Now, therefore, our God, the great God, mighty and awesome, who keeps his covenant of love, do not let all this hardship seem trifling in your eyes. The hardship that has come on us, on our kings and leaders, on our priests and prophets, on our ancestors and all our people from the days of the kings of Assyria until today, in all that has happened to us, you have remained righteous. You have acted faithfully while we acted wickedly. Our kings and our leaders and our priests and our ancestors did not follow your law. They did not pay attention to your commands or the statutes you warned them to keep. Even while they were in their kingdom, enjoying their great goodness, to them in the spacious and fertile land you gave them, they did not serve you or turn from their evil ways. But see, we are slaves today, slaves in the land you gave our ancestors, so they could eat its fruit and their good things it produces. Because of our sins, it is, its abundant harvest goes to the kings you have placed over us. The rule They rule over our bodies and our cattle as they please. We are in great distress. Oh my goodness. In view of all this, we are making a binding agreement, putting in writing, and our leaders, our Levites and our priests, are affixing their seals to it. Okay, so this was like a written summary and I had to read it because it really does summarize, you know, because you've read the Old Testament up to this point, you know the story, you know this is true, but now they're actually recognizing and saying, you were good, you were gracious again and again. Wow. Isn't that us still today? We're living in our houses, eating our food. And and don't we turn away from God? Don't we stop doing the things that... Craziness. And then when things get bad... I mean, this is so typical. You see it on the movies all the time. People, bad things start happening. What's the first thing they do? They cry out to God. And then they get saved. They get rescued. And then they go back on their merry way. This is absolutely still happening today in your your life, your home, your city, your country, culture. It's happening today. So powerful. I don't know. That's all I can say. I just had to read today. That was it. The last chapter of Hebrews. Powerful. And Nehemiah 8 and 9. But I do encourage you to go back and read it again and again and again. Gather your family. Read it. This is awesome. This is an awesome summary. Chapter 9 of Nehemiah. Wow. Hope you enjoyed that and uh, enjoy your read and I shall see you tomorrow.